My children will never come to me and ask me for money. They will come, they will learn to come to me and say, hey, what can I do in exchange to receive this money? What's up, world? Welcome to the Melanin Money Show, the official destination for personal finance, entrepreneurship, and wealth building for melanin millionaires. We will teach you the tools, the tips, the tactics, the hacks, and strategies you need to learn to become financially free so that you can be the wealth starter and legacy lever for your family. And I'm your host, George Action Palm, accompanied by co-hosts Jacqueline Shattuck and Carter Cofield. If you're ready to begin your journey to become a melanin millionaire, tune in, take notes, and let's go, go. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Melanin Money Show. Now, I know you're probably wondering, where is that that missing square? We normally have the trifecta here. Well, today is just me and Carter. Um, we uh, unfortunately, Jacqueline has some uh, family matters to attend to. So keep her in your prayers. Uh, we fortunately did get a chance to connect all, all in person out at FinCon. So shout out to all the people who are on FinCon. It was a, it was a blast getting to connect with you all. Um, and super invigorated and excited to keep this financial literacy movement going. So Carter, what's going on, brother? How are you? I'm doing great, man. I'm doing great. Again, it was great to, you know, get to see you and Jacqueline in person and FinCon. We haven't been together in so long. And, you know, it's, again, it sucks that Jacqueline can't be here with us today, but we'll do our best to hold it down. You know, she was the queen of, of holding it down and keeping us on our P's and Q's, but that just means that the parent is gone and the kids get to play. So, uh, <laughs> so we're going to have some fun today with today's episode. Absolutely. So, you know, today, I think today's going to be a very interesting episode because when we think about the message and the mission of what Melanin Money is all about, right? We're all about building generational wealth. But what, what also is a part of that? In order to build generational wealth, you have to break generational curses, Right. And so there he goes. Put the super, the Superman. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I want a shirt just just uh, for this podcast episode. So if you guys, if you if you're only uh, listening, um, go check out the YouTube channel out. You can see what George meant by me pointing at my pecs. I got I got this nice shirt on that goes with today's topic. Absolutely. Speaking of YouTube, if you subscribe and comment on this episode on YouTube, you're getting a free shirt from the Melanin. We're going to pick a lucky winner to get a free shirt. We're going to pick two lucky winners to get a free shirt. So go to Melanin Money YouTube channel. You can't miss it. You can't mistake ours with it. We got the pretty uh, purple icon. So you'll know it's us, right? And uh, subscribe to the channel and simply leave a comment on whatever your favorite episode is. I don't even care if it's this one. Um, and just let us know that you're tapped in on YouTube and we're going to pick a winner and send a couple shirts out your way or two winners to send some shirts out to. So, all right. So let's get into it, man. Um, how to break generational curses. You know, this is a really big, big topic. I think it's something specially for our community and our culture that we need to uh, kind of dive in. So, Card, I'm gonna let you. I'm gonna let you tee it up, man. I mean, you got the generational wealth shirt on, so you know <laughs> we gotta let you go for it. Yeah, no, for, for sure. So I'll I'll leave with this. Like you know, we always talk about how as Black people, you know, we're behind, and there's a huge wealth gap. And I think that a big part of the reason why we're behind is just because the you know what happened in our in our household growing up, and some of the you know some of the bad money advice that our parents gave us, not with malicious intent, but just because you know a lack of information that they had. So, so I think today is important. We're just starting out, you know, first of all, just being candid with our listeners, letting them know like, Hey, we didn't have this perfect household where like money was, you know, lessons were given to us. We grew up in, you know, in different environments. I think it'd be good to just give, 
the listeners a few um, uh, a, a, you know financial myths that's you know that that grew up in our household. But actually, before that, why do you why do you think money is a taboo topic? Because in my household, like we weren't really even allowed to bring up money like that. So, like, why do you think in the especially in the black community that that you know money is such a taboo topic, like at the dinner table or whatnot? Yeah, no, that's a great point, man. And for me, the reason why I think it's such a taboo topic is it's all rooted in in scarcity. So people say things like. Um, crabs in a barrel mentality, right? But we got to understand where that mentality stems from. What it stems from is the belief that if there's a limited pie, right? And the more you get, the more it's taking away from me, right? That's where it stems from. It's like, it's like no, I mean, no one just has a desire to pull someone down or hate on what they're doing or the moves they make. They really have the belief that there's only so much. And the more, if I see somebody else winning or someone else doing good, that means that, it's taken away from me. So to answer your question, why is it taboo? Let's say that maybe you are have a little change in your pocket. You got a little bit of money. If you talk about it, if you invite people in, what, what are you what are you inviting in? Maybe you feel like, well, if I tell somebody I got a little bit of money, they're going to be watching my pockets or because maybe they don't have it and they think they can't get it on their own. They're going to take it from me. Right. So I think that has a lot to do with why it's taboo. The other thing from my vantage point is that it's it's painful, right? Like if you, let's say if you don't have financial resources that you want, it's painful to talk about, right? It's painful to look at your bank account and like, man, I'm waiting until payday before I can eat. You know what I'm saying? Like that's painful uh, to be able to experience that. Nobody wants to talk about things that, that hurt them. And so I think, you know, those are the two things that stick out to me to make money tab, you know, make the money topic taboo because to talk about it and bring awareness to it is highlighting maybe your own like inadequacies to a degree, right? Like for example, if you don't have it and then you talk about it, it's reminding you of where you are and what you don't have. So that's kind of why I think talking about money can be taboo in the black community. Yeah. And I'll take it a step further. First of all, I agree with everything you said, but something that stuck out to me outside of a scarcity mindset is shame, right? And I mean that in two parts, right? One you hit on already, like you know, it, it can be shameful for a parent to have to admit to their kids that they don't have enough to buy that Christmas gift or to go on that trip that their neighbors are going on. Right. So I think it's a lot of shame associated with not having it. And so they shut it down when the conversation comes up. Right. So I think that's one piece. But I also think the other piece is the shame of a lack of understanding. Mm-hmm. Right. Of like how money works and how to get it. So if you ask about like, hey, mom, like, you know, how do I invest in real estate? She doesn't know. She's going to shut it down because she doesn't know. Right. And as a parent, you always want to look like you have all the answers. So I think it's a shame in two parts, the shame of not having and the shame of not knowing. But the good news is we're going to break both of those during today's episode, the shame of not having and the shame of not knowing. Um, because, again, that, that's what we're here for. Right. That's a fact. That's a fact. And as an abstract way to, to speak to one one of the ways to break generational curses is like, is commitment and consistency, right? And so, for example, you know, real, real time, I'm in Atlanta right now. I didn't sleep that that much last night. Just had a lot of stuff. We know whenever you're going out of town, I just came back from FinCon. So I've had a limited window of time. And so I had a long night, right? Woke up, had to get the fresh haircut, you know, so you see the vibes. <laughs> yeah. um, and so I'm in Atlanta right now. I was out, I got here like around 6.50, was outside of my Airbnb for like 30, 40 minutes. And now it's 8.30 where I'm at, but I have my portable mic that I haven't used since my first podcast. Um, and I'm here having this podcast episode with Carter. Now, why is that important? Because how you do one thing is how you do everything. 
Right. So if you want to break generational curses, you and you decide that I'm the one that's going to do it. And that looks like X, Y and Z. It looks like co- consistently transferring money to my savings account and then uh, consistently transferring that money to my investment account. Right. Commitment and consistency, I believe, is one of the first steps in breaking generational curses. I just thought that would be kind of a cool way to loop it in in real time because, you know, you best believe, you know, we probably, you know, there's other things that we could be doing right now you know, with our time, but we decided to show up for you guys every single Wednesday mm-hmm. to bring you this content. You could have easily Thanks. folded. Like, oh, you know, man, it's been a long yeah. week. I, I low-key, I thought you was going to fold. I thought you was going to fold today. I was like, man, he drove in. He had long, he had long, uh, you know, long wait outside. He might fold y'all tonight, but look, George is here. He's a man of the people. So, man of the people. so commitment and consistency. That's but yeah, so that's just a little abstract point, but I do think it's like how you do one thing is how you do everything. So, no, yeah. 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 How you do anything is how you do everything. I'm a firm believer in that. So guys, you know, if you want to break generational curses, know it starts with you and it doesn't have to end with you if you pass it down. So um, that's a good transition is talk about like as a kid, right, in the household. I, I know one off the top of my head, like what was this like one financial myth that was given to you unintentionally by your parents, but ended up sticking with you, you have to break later. So I'll leave while you have a second to think about it. Right? So <laughs> in my household, right, like, uh, obviously, it was, it was so it was nine of us in the household. So like it was a three bedroom nine? household. Nine of us in a three bedroom. How household. did I not know that? Nine? Yeah, bro. And it was too had the nerve to have two dogs. So like 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 we just like we just act like we needed more people in the house. But it was for me, it was lit because I had like cousins, like so it was fun because you know you don't you're a kid, you don't know any better. So um so I you know, I was kind of you know uninherently taught like when you have more money than you're supposed to, you kind you better go spend it for somebody takes it away from, you, right? And it, it, and, it, and it was like, um, and it wasn't like, in, it was like spoken to me directly, but I would see them do it. Like my auntie would like, or somebody, you know, hit, you know, win a lottery or something, or like, you know, you know, win a pick four, but the money, they would, they would spend it. And like, you know, around me, like my cousin might have money that he, he, he might go spend it. So in my mind, I was like, yo, if I come up with a $20 bill or a 15, you know, yo, I gotta get rid of this money because I'm not even supposed to have it. So I got myself in a spending cycle, you know, like when I got money, you gotta go because I didn't want to look up and then somebody didn't took it away from me. You know what I'm saying? So um, you know, again, that was just, it, it wasn't directly told to me like, yo, you don't deserve money. Like you're not supposed to have it. But I saw that like whenever we got a, a bigger uh, you know, pot of money, we were looking to spend it because we were, and again, when you're not used to having something, when you get it, you lose your mind, right? Like we talk, you know, guys that never got girls and they start getting girls all of a sudden they lose their mind, right? So like when you don't have money, then you all of a sudden get hit, hit with more than you're supposed to have. You don't know what to do. And we see that a lot in social media and stuff these days, but that that was mine. And that took me a little while to break out. of. No, no, that's a good one. That's a good one. Um, the one that I got, I think people still buy into this myth is that putting your money in the bank is the safest place and the best thing for your money. Right. So there was never any talk about investing um, in real estate, never talk about investing in the stock. No investing period. I mean, maybe they talked about CDs, maybe like, hey, I don't know, those even still a thing. Oh see, on God. the south side of Chicago, bro, we weren't even told to have banks. We, we were taught not to trust banks. It was you keep that money in the crib. Like, you keep that money underneath <laughs> the mattress. So at least you was a step ahead. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. At least at least. We at least we had a little, little, little bit of a couple pennies in the bank, right? But yeah. just like thinking that that was the safest place to put money. So I think we, we think about like how many people of color are skeptical about investing. Now, granted, we're seeing a huge shift, right? Thanks to platforms like ours, thanks to platforms like Earn Your Leisure. Shout out to Wall Street Chapter. Shout out to all the people for the culture who are dispelling that myth. Earn Your Le- uh, what's my guy name? Ian Dunlap. 
you know, all the people that are like starting to shift that narrative. But for the longest, right, for those of us who have been in the financial services industry for a while, we know that investing was not something that we did. Right. It's like, oh, now nah, I don't know about that investing stuff. So, you know, just breaking that myth and thinking that the banks are your friends and that, you know, putting your money in the bank is the best place to put your money. But if you listen to the last episode about inflation, then, you know, that's probably literally the wor- one of the worst places to keep most of your money. So, you know, just really stepping outside of our comfort zone and understanding what it means to invest, because that was something that was not uh, talked about when I was growing up. Dope, man. Dope. And I think those are two things, again, like one thing we want to do in this podcast, y'all, we want to show you all more of our personality. We want to be more candid. And we actually, I, I would like y'all to pick a favorite person because I think if the people had to pick who's their favorite host on a podcast, I think I would kind of run away with it. But we don't know that until we have the people either leave reviews of who their favorite person is. But I, I told the group that we need to make a, a, a consistent, concerted effort to have more fun on the podcast and then show more of our personality. So we want to show y'all kind of what happened in our household. Yeah, for sure. And and of course, he's dead wrong with that assumption. <laughs> but you know, we know who the OG podcaster is. Okay, okay, yeah, they, they, okay, okay. We'll, we'll see. So, yeah, so y'all, y'all vote on it. We'll find a way for y'all to vote on y'all favorite. Now, now um, if I find out you sending y'all cash apps to vote, for, <laughs> you, gotta, you gotta pay to play. You gotta pay to play. You gotta pay to play. But um, uh, but not nah, guys. But seriously, like we like we we really want to have fun on this platform. Like. So let us be your money test dummies. What I mean by that is us being in the financial industry, even if it's not uniquely in our wheelhouse or expertise, you got to imagine that people are always asking me, Carter, Jacqueline, like, what do you think about this? What do you think about that? So if you have things that you want us to review and talk about, and as long as you know we feel like it's something that would add value to the broader community, let us know. Because then that becomes an opportunity for you to get feedback through the lens of financial experts. I say experts because you know at the end of the day, we're all growing and evolving, but at least um, filtering it through our lens so that if it's something that you're interested in, you know, you can get feedback from us before you go out and do it. Maybe we'll give you some perspective. For sure. For sure. For sure. So I think, man, this is a great, um, point because again, we don't want to just talk about like the, you know, the, the wealth gap and we want to actually help break generational curses. And like, again, we said it started with, it starts with us. So you have a new little one on the way. And I don't know if you, you, you disclosed this. Oh, yeah, it's, we, we, we good now. Yes, all, okay. it's all, it's, okay. it's, so, it's, it's, so it's, it's out. Yeah. It's out. So we got, we got a young king on the way, right? Uh, so I'm happy about that, man. And the good thing about us, since we now, since we know so much about money, we now can start to develop uh, our own household and our own way that we're going to teach money to our kids because, you know, we don't, we don't have the, um, you know, the, the scarcity mindset and we don't have the shame of not having money. So we, we have a chance to reset our household and then shape it for future generations. And that's a gift and it's a curse because, it, you know, we, it's, it's up to us. So I don't know if you've given much thought, but I've given a ridiculous amount of thoughts of this and I don't even have kids yet, but like how I'm going to have money talked about and acted upon in my household. So, so I think it'd be a great idea to just, and you can leave, just tell the people like, since you have a little one on the way, how are you going to teach money in your household so that he um, is able to walk into the world with financial literacy? Great, great question. For a second, I want you to imagine a club, a club that is exclusively designed to help you transform your relationship with money, a club that creates the pathway and the guiding light for someone who is an aspiring melanin millionaire, the one who wants to be the wealth starter in their family. Now, instead of imagining, I want you to learn a little bit more about the Melanin Millionaires Club, because that is exactly what we've created. 
right? We've created an ecosystem where you can finally get the clarity that you're looking for when it comes to your finances to give you the confidence that you now know exactly where you're headed so you can make better financial decisions and ultimately give you that feeling of control that you've been seeking instead of your finances feeling like they control you. Let me tell you a little bit about what you can expect as a part of the Melanin Millionaires Club. Number one, you're gonna get access to money challenges, you know, and different challenges to help you level up with your money in fun and creative ways. You're gonna get access to a community of like-minded people who are all on the same journey of marching towards financial freedom in their own right. You're gonna have an opportunity to win money milestones so that we can award you on your journey to becoming that melanin millionaire. You're gonna get access to guides and resources that you need to be able to dive deeper on your money journey. My most favorite and important probably aspect of this platform is you getting access to my pocket advisor, which is our flagship feature where literally it's like having myself and other advisors right in your pocket. Because let's be honest, right? You can take a course or even try to Google the information that you're looking for. But sometimes knowing that you can have a mentor that you can just call on and ask a specific question is worth its weight in gold. So you get that as a part of the premium membership. You get access to classes to learn about a variety of different money topics. There's channels with a bunch of different money content like Netflix, but for financial education, right? And you have investment opportunities, right? From time to time when they present themselves, I'm going to share different investment opportunities exclusively with my network. Not to mention, if you sign up today, you're going to get access to seven other bonuses just for being a part of the network. So if that sounds like something that would be valuable to you, I strongly encourage you to click the link, link in the show notes and learn more about the Melanin Millionaires Club and how you can be the first generation millionaire in your family. Um, so one of the things that I'm going to do is I'm not going to give my son money for chores. I'm not going to give money for chores. What I'm going to do is I'm going to give him money for reading. Wow. Okay. Now, okay. the reason why I'm going to give him money for reading, because that's going to condition him to understand that when I acquire information, when I acquired information, that is what pays me, right? Mm. The more information and knowledge that I can acquire, the more money I get, right? So that's going to condition him to think about learning above everything. Because if conversely, if I gave him money for, for, for chores, then his mind's going, oh, when I work, when I trade my time for something, then I get paid. So I want to break that from the rip, right? It's like, hey, look, when you read, and you, you tell me about what you read, I'll give you money then. That's the first thing I'm going to do. Wow. So that I've never heard that before. And I'm, I'm looking at my phone because I'm stealing that and because I literally just changed my screensaver to say that there's nothing more profitable than seeking and selling knowledge. Like that is my screensaver right now. Mm -hmm. And, and I, you know, me and you both know that to be true. So the fact that you're going to, you, you're going to disable the thought of, Hey, you, you exchange your time for labor for money, which I think a lot of people do. You're going to say, Hey, these chores, you're going to do these anyway, because you live in this house. But right. if you want to earn money, here's a book. Mm -hmm. mm. And that's, and that's okay. going to be his conditioning from day one. Mm, I want money. Let me learn. Let me learn. Let me learn. Let me learn. I, I want to go out. To, I want to go out this weekend. What's the next book? Like, exactly. So that's, that's what, that's the core thing I'm going to do just to just really uh, reshape the conditioning around how, how you attract money. Right. Um, 
The other thing I'm going to do is exposure, right? So like, I'm like me, like you and I, like, obviously, you know, we're frugal, we're financially responsible. Um, however, we also do like to enjoy life. Right? I think it's, it's fair to say we both value experiences, you know, over things, right? And so one of the things I'm going to do is I'm going to find out early and continue to find out, like, what does he care about? Right. What matters, right. What matters to you? And then showing him, hey, look, if you apply yourself, right, if you do the right things, learn the right things, acquire the right information, it's going to give you the opportunity or afford you the opportunity to do more of what you love versus just saying, go to school and learn this arbitrary information because that's what you should do. I want to tie it to an actual outcome that matters to him. So those are two of the things I'm going to do in my household to really try to reframe um, how they view, how he views money. No, for sure. I love that. And TD Jakes has an interview with um, Stephen. I forgot his last name. Um, but they talk about like, you know, sowing seeds in our kids. Like it's, it's not the teacher's job, right? To find out what our kids love to do as parents. It is our job to look at our kids with, um, you know, through a lens of what do they like to do? Um, and then when they kind of like, you know, lean them into that, like if they want to be a problem solver, lead them in the management duties, like, you know, so it's our job to look at our children and kind of water the sea. It's not the school's job. So I love that. Um, okay. So I'll give a few of mine, man, but that, that reading one is still blowing my mind. I am stealing, <laughs> I'm stealing that. Um, so in, in, in my household, like I'm again, uh, I plan for my household to be um, finan- more than financially stable. Like my kids are going to know the vaults here are full, right? But this money is not yours. You can, you know, this is you've earned it. Like my children will never come to me and ask me for money. They will come, they will learn to come to me and say, Hey, what can I do in exchange to receive this money? Right. Mm-hmm. And, and I, I don't, again, I don't want to tie it to chores because that's manual labor. Right. I never want to give my kids the thought that, Hey, I need to do manual labor in exchange for, um, you know, for, for, for money. Cause that's, that's a, that's a slippery slope. But what I am going to do is like, again, I'm going to have businesses, you know, running in my household. So they're going to be able to help in the business so they can see how businesses run and they will know like, all right, you know, there, there are plenty of jobs and for me to earn money and I'll let them be proactive. Right. I'll let them say, Hey, if, if I know daddy's his social media content cleaned up, like I'm gonna go ahead and do this. Right. Because I'm, I'm gonna let them know that, you know, never come ask for money because the money is exchanged for value. Give, give, you know, give value to the household and then exchange money. Now, one of my favorite things I'm going to do, and I'm so serious about this. When my kids, I'm, I'm, I'm going to make my kids go to grammar school and high school. Maybe to this point, I'm going to make for the social experience. Mm-hmm. Right? I don't care about the school system education. I want them to have friends. I want them to you know go through the social experience of becoming a dope. But they're going to know early that college is so optional. And what I mean by that is I'm going to save up every dollar that it will cost them to go to college. So, you know, 20, 18, 20 some years from now, you know, since I don't have any kids that, that I know about, right? Um, uh, I School will probably be $150,000, right? So I'm going to have that saved for them and let them know this. You can either use this $150,000 to go to college. Ooh, I know where you're going with this. Or you can use this as C capital to start your business. And I'm going to be the I'm going to be the CFO. So I'm not going to just give them the hundred fifty thousand dollars to run with it. They're going to have to bring me their business plan. They're going to have to talk me through that. But I'm going to be their board of advisors. But I'm going to let them know it. You know, before they graduate, like you're going to have one hundred fifty thousand dollars. It can either go to a university in four years. You can have that experience with your friends, whatever. That's your choice. Or this is seed capital to your business. So that's mm-hmm. something I've been holding on to, and I can't wait to give them that option. 
Hmm, that's strong. I'm still in that in real time. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I had something similar in my in my mind, but it wasn't articulated or refined. Like to that, that's that's goals. We we both gave y'all like, listen, if y'all don't take away nothing else from this podcast. My the one gym I gave and the one gym he just gave that can completely shift the entire paradigm for your family's legacy. The, yeah, the, it, it'll shift, it'll shift the entire, uh, it's the, the entire framework of your household, right? Your kids are going to know, Hey, you know, working for money is not top of priority. We need, I need to know the, the, I need to build knowledge and learn for money. And that's, that yeah. is going to take them so far. And after all that reading, by the time they're 18, they're going to understand what the college system actually does. And right. they're going to, they're going to have to read business books. They might be ready to, start that business and they're going to have $150,000 in seed capital. So they don't need to go find investors. They don't need the, yeah. the house is funding this project. Right. And then, you know, I'm obviously going to be an equity partner in their business. Like, you know, right. money in the family, but, but dude, I, I, I'm so excited to do that. Like I'm so excited. Yeah. And, and the thing is like, when you, when you start, like, again, I, I have one in the oven, right. And then Carl, like he said, you know, how the kids, he knows about yeah, know, right? Bro. Yeah. So, so the beautiful part about it is planning, right? Like one of the things we always talk about with compound interest is the, the time component. And so when you start early, right, I'm already starting before my, you know, my, my child is even here. It makes it so tangible, right? It makes it very possible. Like I'm planning to have a million saved by the time they're 18, right? Because I'm, it'll be invested. So obviously there's compounding there, but like, if you just start small, right? You, this is very achievable, right? Imagine the, the empowerment of knowing when I turn 18 or when I get ready to go to college, I have two options. I can either become a CEO and get seed capital for my business, from my parents, right? Or if I want to go to college, I can go to college and it's paid for, right? No student loan debt on this side. No student loan debt on, no loan debt on this side. Right. So generational, generational wealth and breaking generational curse is about options, right? It's not about forcing your kid to work in the family business. It's about having the option for them to work in the family business. It's not about forcing them to say, hey, look, you have to take over or, you know, inherit this house. It's the fact that we have assets that you do have the ability to inherit. It's like giving your kids options. I think it, it is different now knowing that like, you know, in a few months that it will be real, but man, like that's, that's extremely powerful, man. I'm definitely still in that one. Yeah. 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 So y'all, you know, if, if y'all have kids or are planning to have, like, please, you don't have to necessarily use ours, but just think about how you're going to raise them and, and what, what, you know, what mindset and skill set you're going to like in, 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 entrench them early on so that when they leave your household, Right. They're going to know how money works, how investments work, how assets work. Like there's a tweet going around, like kicking your kid out of 18 with no money, no financial financial literacy is like, you know, the, the, the root of generational curses. Right. And like my kid's going to have to get out of my house at 18, but they'll have plenty of options of what they want to do. Right. But and I think, again, it just come down to planning, consistency and and and, and knowing that it, it gener the generational curse ends with you and generational uh, wealth begins with you. That's a fact. That's a fact. So when we think about like, obviously, we just gave you all some keys and some bars and some sauce. Right. Some sauce. Right. All of that, you know what I'm saying? Sauce, sauce, sauce separately, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> you, know you, go to wing, you go to the wing spot, you, you look in the bag and they're like, hey, it's going to cost you extra 25 cents for you most of that yeah. stuff. Yeah. Anyway, we just gave y'all something. But I think we would be remiss if we didn't make sure that they walked away with at least like three like key tactics 
to breaking generational curses, at least three. So like Carter, what's, what's, what's something that you got for the people, even if it's a recap or reiteration or something about your shit? Yeah. Um, so one of my keys to breaking generational curses is just, just like talking about money, right? Like, again, when you shut the conversation down, mm-hmm. it, 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 it makes the kid not want to ask about how money works because in their head, when I bring up money in my household, it's a bad thing. I get shut down. So they're going to bring it up anywhere else. So I think the first thing is just having an open dialogue at the dinner table. I have no problem explaining to my kid how compound interest works if he asks that question. Right. And I'm going to make it very I'm going to make it known that early and often money and business conversation not only are always welcomed at the dinner table, we might have topics to discuss certain days of the week. So I let them know, like, this is a regular conversation that needs to be had. Facts, 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 facts. That's a good one. Um, I would have to say uh, getting in the, we, and I know we say this often, but getting in the room when getting exposed uh, to certain things that shatter, shatter your own limiting beliefs and shatter your child's limiting beliefs around what's possible for them, right? So I think that's very, very critical. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, me, me and Carter look back a couple of years ago to the early, early makings of our, of our friendship and brotherhood, you know, what used to be annual targets are now soon to be monthly targets, right? Because of that very fact, right? Getting in the room, right? Getting exposed to things. Um, and I heard this quote, I don't know how scientifically true it is, but it sounds good. And the quote is, the brain is the only organ on the human body that doesn't have its own disposal system, right? And so what I mean by that is once you get, once you get exposed to something, you cannot unsee it. So when you expose yourself to greatness, when you expose yourself to things that you've never seen, when you get those experiences, it's very hard for you to go back to something lesser. What's the quote that you that you've been saying a lot a lot lately? Um, what once you expose to something greater, you drop something lesser. Yeah. Right. And so just like really, really cultivating that mindset of anything is possible. Because for example, my wife and I actually had come from completely different backgrounds. So I come from a background where money wasn't talked about. We didn't have a lot of money and it was scarce. And so for a while, my frugal nature was really predicated upon the fact, whether I knew it or not, that I didn't believe more was coming or I was afraid what would happen if I didn't if I didn't have it. Anymore, right. Whereas she came from a background, her parents did pretty well for themselves. And so like she saw what that looked like. And so she didn't have those limiting beliefs. Right. And so in the beginning, that, that looked like me kind of reeling her in a little bit like, whoa, 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 like, <laughs> slow down, slow up, <laughs> slow down, bucko. But ultimately yeah. it became a healthy blend because uh, she just didn't have those limiting beliefs. So I saw how a person's mindset can be open when they just don't have any limiting beliefs around money. Uh, it's almost like I want to do a case study on all the kids who I saw that who were who were basically born when Barack was president or like were like one or two when they when he was president. Right. Not, and it's not because of what you think about Barack or how great of a president he was, but because the person who had the most power, the highest office in the land looked like you. And that's the first, your first president. So imagine how you view the world because there's you don't you didn't grow, grow up every time you look up white man, white man, white man, white man. Right. Not again, nothing against y'all. But like, imagine looking at the highest office on the land and he looks like you. What type of belief does that put in you? Oh, being a president, that's what we do. Like, that's the only president I ever saw. But presidents are black. Right. And that's and that's the power of being exposed to certain things. And so just make sure you put your kids and yourself in the right environments to shatter your limiting beliefs. 
And, and I love that um that piece on um the brain doesn't have its own disposal system because like I know me and you talking when we were at Fincon, like I started a lot a lot of conversations off I, I started a lot of conversations off by saying, bro, before I tell you this, remember you can't unhear or can't unsee what I'm about to tell you, right? Because I want to like warn people, like, yo, what I'm about to tell you is gonna blow your mind and you can't unsee what I'm about to tell you. So I always start conversations off like that because I know for a fact that, you know, it's a gift and the curse that way, you know, once you expose something greater, which you, you know, you're going to drop something less and that goes like in relationships that goes in friendships and money, like whatever. So like, you know, don't be scared to um, let your brain see greater things in lieu of losing what you already have sometimes. So sometimes we have to upgrade. But anyway, right. um, the next thing I would say about breaking generational curses is um, I want to teach my kids that that like giving is a form of receiving, mm. right? Because again, abundance comes from not having, and it also comes from, like you said, not knowing when the next round is going to come. So like any money that my kids do get from me for reading, right? Not house chores. Um, they're going to have to donate 10, 10% of that somewhere, mm-hmm. charity, school, whatever, like, but like, I want them to get used to not keeping every dollar that they receive. Cause like, I love the analogy. Like if, so for those of you all looking at YouTube, I'm like, have my fist closed. If you are holding on so tight to the money that you currently have, guess what? You're not allowing more money to come in. So you have to have a loose grip. Like you, like you said, like um, every time you get paid, every time you, yeah. you pay every somebody, you get paid. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, was like, I was like a page earlier. I'm like, man, this, this is good. But, um, but yeah, you, you say that all the time. Every time you pay, you get paid. So every time you release money into the atmosphere, to the universe, it's going to come back sometimes two, four, tenfold. So I want my kids to get used to not hoarding every dollar that they have. So I'm, I'm going to get them giving uh, pretty early on. Absolutely. I mean, I mean, you took the words right out of my mouth. I was gonna, I was gonna say, well, did y'all see my Instagram post? <laughs> you know, exactly. You know what I'm saying? But it's so true. Like money is just an energy exchange. You know what I'm saying? And when you let go of it, when you and it's just it's 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 a physical manifestation that you believe is coming back to. Right? I believe like money's like a boomerang, right? Let it go, come slap you in the back of the head. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Ten, tenfold. And so, yeah, just generosity. And, and I get a, and my wife is, is, is the queen of that, right? Like she really opened my eyes up to generosity because I remember when we first met, she um, used to have like these little kickbacks and she was like financing the whole deal. Like she was oh, like bottles, food. I'm like, yo, shorty. I'm like, sure. Like, how do you get five dollars or something? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, put something in a pot. See, you know what I'm saying? Like, and so now, nah, but just generosity. And but but at the same token, again, it always always came back. So, guys. Uh, I think this is a phenomenal, phenomenal um, viewpoint as we head into Q4, um, you know, the, the last quarter of the year. Uh, I think it's, this is really a great opportunity to really set the tone for how you want to close the year out. You know, and for those of you who want to start your own business, you know, my homeboy, your, your very own has his ebook dropping. Oh, yeah. Uh, as I think as of this going live, it would have just dropped like a, yeah, the, the five days before. Again. So if you haven't gotten that, go get that. We'll make sure we put the link in the show notes, you know, start your dream business because part of of, you know, again, um, creating a legacy is showing your kids like how you can be present. And if you create the dream lifestyle that you want, you can be present, right? I think they say kids spell love T I M E. And so, like, about to be a father, you got all these gems hanging, right? <laughs> right here, right here with it. You know what I'm saying? And so, like that, that, that requires you to be present. You have to have a lifestyle that you intentionally manufacture and curate. 
to be able to have that presence, right? We joked about Carter, we joked with him a lot about it, but my man was in Columbia for 30 days. You know what I'm saying? So we were joking on his light and stuff like that, but how liberating and freeing is it to be able to live your best life? And that's part of the exposure. When your kids come into the world and they're in one country, one, one month, and then the next month they're in another country, do you think they're going to have a limiting beliefs on what's possible for them? And so it's very important to understand what that looks like, guys. So, you know, maybe building your dream business is part of, you know, your generational wealth plan. So make sure you grab that book. You know what I'm saying? If you act right, maybe I'll, I'll, I'll buy one for you. Act right, i.e. leaving a review. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. How about this? How about this? How about this? For everybody that leaves a review on this episode, well, I guess on the Melon and Money podcast, right? I'm doing a $500 st- uh, like start your business giveaway. So um, I'll, I'll, I'll add the people who leave a review to the giveaway. Um, and then so you'll be interested to win a chance to win $500 to jumpstart your business. So guys, if you like this episode, please go leave it a re- review. Again, that um, Start Your Dream Business ebook link will be in the show notes as well as link in my bio. And again, like I made this book because guys, like the freedom that we get as business owners. Like, so like George was saying, like when I, when I'm traveling, I'm actually meeting parents who have their kids with them that are traveling and the kids are just like in six different countries a year. And those kids mindset is going to be a lot years ahead of someone who never left the country before. So I want all this to be possible for you all at home. And again, we give you all this episode because we want you all to break generational curses and begin the trend of generational wealth in your household. So with that being said, that's the conclusion of today's episode, right? That's the conclusion of today's episode. So guys, we thank you for tuning in. Jacqueline, we miss you. We hope that you're proud of us, that, that your big brothers held it down yeah. uh, in, in, in your absence. And we're looking, we're excited to have you back. And guys, you know, make sure you send her a DM, tell her you missed her as well. You know, so even though, you know, we know you have favorites, you know, you still got to show her some love too. Yeah. (laughs) But now, guys, thank you guys for tuning in again. We do this, we do this for y'all. So let us know what you want us to recover next time and we'll make sure that we include it. Yes, sir. Peace. Thank you guys so much for tuning in to another episode of the Melanin Money Show. If you like this episode, please do us a huge favor leave us a five-star review. And if you're not already, subscribe to the podcast and share it with a friend because we're providing this valuable game so that you can level up as an aspiring melanin millionaire. Again, thank you for tuning in and we'll see you next week.